Good morning, good afternoon, good night, everyone, wherever you are watching this video cast, wherever you are listening to this podcast, this is England is Burning for the 29th of March, 2021 from the ATL. It is Monday morning where I am, but where you are, it could be any time, actually. We're all over the place. So today is your Manchester United weekly feature. Back with us is Mark Withby Barmy Army to talk about Manchester United and their most recent match this past uh, this past weekend against West Ham at historically at Old Trafford, and it was a two nil win. And I think uh, if I'm right, Mark, it was sort of a story of two different matches. What what was your initial uh, your initial reactions with the result? Um, well, thanks for having me back, Keith. Um, yep. You're welcome. Thank you, um, and thank the, you for being here. Appreciate it. No, no worries. Um, the the game definitely was a game of two halves. Um, the first half, nothing really really happened. I think the occasion for me might have might have played on some of the players' minds, whether that be West Ham or United. I, I don't know. But from the the first whistle. What you did know, what you did find out, is that West Ham were going to be a very difficult team to break down. They were playing mm-hmm. with ultimately nine players behind the ball and one lone striker, and that team was definitely going to be difficult to beat. But in, in saying that, the, the 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 pitch was obviously a, bit, a little bit bigger for the team to play on, so the passing could could be more precise and they could mm-hmm. ping the ball in a, a, a little bit more. And you could see that from, from the movement we had within the team, um, especially in the first half. I think we were, we were moving the ball really, really well. Uh, but for as much of the ball as we had in the first half, we didn't really make anything concrete happen. And it, you listen to Casey after the game, she kind of said that first half just wasn't good enough for, from her standards. And I, I tend to, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Casey was right, but the, the first half wasn't great, not just from United, but from West Ham either. They they were more than happy to, to let us have the ball and the possession of the ball and not do very much with it. Yeah, and... And the way that West Ham set up, you're right, was just, uh, you know, really one person up front and everyone was just going to pile it in. And, and you know, there it was the occasion, uh, you know, that I, I kind of thought about. I mean, being on a bigger pitch, bigger stadium, all, you know, all the fanfare, all of the hype, all of all of that, I think probably looked like it affected both teams. But when you look at so if we look at the lineup going in, though. Uh, for United going into the match, you know, traditional four-two-three-one formation was this the lineup that you predicted? I know you um, predict you need a starting eleven with you know uh, within uh, your within the VA, I guess. Yeah. And uh, was this what you predicted, or were you predicting something different? Um, I I predicted something a little bit different. Um, okay. The, the the goalkeeper was the first. The goalkeeper is the easiest decision right. on there, followed very quickly by Amy and Millie and Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right back, I, I kind of I went with Kirsty Smith because you know we've seen she's been training, and I was thinking she, you know, on on the pitch, on that pitch especially, she'll have a lot more freedom. So I had Kirsty Smith in, but I was very happy that Maria started on on the on the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. Then going forward, 
I I I didn't have Katie Zellum, I had Hayley Ladd and, and again Hayley Ladd didn't start. So I guess now you from from my point of view, and I said it last week, she might have a little niggle on little mm-hmm. niggle in the injury that prevents her playing the full 90. Mm-hmm. And I had um I didn't have Lucy Staniforth in, I had um I had um, who did I have? I had Kirsty Hansen and Jess Sigmund starting instead of Lucy Staniforth and LJ. Um, but when you see the lineup, and when I saw it, I wasn't that too upset with it. Um, mm-hmm. And especially as we, we both just said, the pitch is bigger, so our movements mm-hmm. should be enough on that pitch to 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 beat the West Ham players. And, and in the first half. You saw LJ down on the left-hand side, what you know, pushing their right back, back, um, and you can only imagine what Leah would have been able to do on on, on that mm-hmm. pitch. Mm-hmm. But then you saw what the the trouble Kristen was was doing to their centre back. She was either going, she was running them deep towards their goal, or she was dropping deep, and they didn't know where to go. So our movement was good, and, and in hindsight, the team that Casey picked, I thought was in essence, a really good 11. I, my, my impression, Mark, in, in the first 15 minutes, and I wrote this down in my notes, I thought in the first 15 minutes at West Ham did not, quote, respect United's offense. And I, in the sense that I think they, they, they were like, all right, you know what? United is down in terms of their arsenal of weapons. And there I say the word arsenal on this program, but okay. But they were down in, in terms of personnel on the offensive side. You know, we, we, there's a whole list of, in, of injuries and so forth. And I think they're like, hmm, the firepower isn't as strong as they, they probably would normally have. So let's press them high to start. Let's press them high. Let's see if the occasion gets to them and let's press them high and see what happens and try to pin them back. And, and that was in the, that happened in the first and 10, 15 minutes. Then at the 10 to 15 minute mark, then it looked like that United started kind of growing. It started growing into it. They kept the ball a little bit. They were a little bit more cleaner with their passes, a little bit more organized, a little bit more fluid, uh, protected the ball a little bit more. And then that's when West Ham started pulling it back and started mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, okay, you got, y'all, we'll let y'all have the ball. Uh, and then we're going to pull it all back um, at that point. Um, because, you know, they was getting into some trouble. West Ham was getting into some trouble in the midfield, you know, as they were able, United started being able to get the ball through into the third, into the uh, half third, into the, into the attacking third and so forth. So what was your impression? Did you have the same impression as the, the match started out? Um, yeah. So when the game started, I think the mm-hmm. best thing for, when you play at Old Trafford, and I've seen um, it happen on the men's side of the game, is that United keep possession of the ball for the first few minutes because that pitch is it's a bigger pitch. Most of those players would never have played, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, would have played mm-hmm. on a pitch as big as Old Trafford. Right. And Absolutely. it's a leg-sapping leg pitch. Mm-hmm. So United keeping the ball, it means West Ham are going to be expelling a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that showed in the second half because the 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 game kind of changed. Well, obviously in the sec- second half, mm-hmm. but West Ham, yeah, they did everything they could. They were flying in with a few tackles in the first half. The referee, I thought, was 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 really good again for two games. Mm-hmm. 
on a red. But once West Ham kind of decided, like you said, that that's it. You know, United can have all the possession. And, you know, Keith, you know I'm not a stats man, but I've seen the possession stats <laughs> for this game. Right. And it's like 75% United, 25% West Ham. Mm-hmm. They kind of gave up. They were just they any chances they got to get the ball, they they would just push it forward, and then it would just come straight back at them. Um, and he, uh, yeah, I, I think United played a very tactically well played game, and I think West Ham came in with their tactics, saw it wasn't going to work, and again, I don't mean this disrespectfully, kind of gave up. Yeah. I- in a sense, in a sense, they did, and in a sense, they did not. You know, in a sense, they gave up in a, in an attempt in their attempt at trying to score early or score first or things like that, because obviously that wasn't doesn't look like it was going to work. Their passing statistics were awful from the very beginning. They couldn't link anything up on offensive side, um, and it just was like, all right, well, let's try not to get battered. Uh, let's try to, you know. Um, let's try not to give up too many clear scoring opportunities, but then that, you know, I, I personally feel like, yeah, they were going to get worn out one way or the other. They were going to get worn out trying to press high. or they are going to get worn out trying to run around, chasing the ball around, trying to defend all day. And, you know, it was just going to go one way or the other. It was almost like pick which way you're going to, which way you're going to go down. Uh, yeah. you're going to go down, you know, on the front, or you're going to go down on the back and they chose the back. Um, you're absolutely right. Pat, the the, the uh, possession numbers, you know, was 75-25, you know, was straight up. Um, but you can look for even, even further than that, you know, 84% uh, passing for United, 624 attempts to pass to only 222 uh, and 52% passing percentage, you yeah. know, uh, and so forth. One of the things I thought in the first half, and, and I think it was the first half to me was like a situation where nothing happened, but a lot happened. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's like, no, there were no scores, uh, nothing major happened except sort of like this sort of feeling out process. Let's get used to the whole thing. Let's get used to pitch. West Ham had one tactic, then they changed it. United have a little bit, in my opinion, had a little bit of difficulty in the first time, you know, trying to get all the link ups. But that was partly because West Ham was just pulling everybody back. And they were just like, they were just trying to get into the gap. Maybe, maybe they can try a counter, uh, but it just never seemed to happen. But going back to what Casey said, I, 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 to me, I would thought it was a little harsh to say that they were poor in the first half and they weren't good enough. Uh, was that just kind of her just kind of raising expectations? I think when you look at the, the first half as, as a, just as a as a as a isolated forty five minutes, mm-hmm. we created chances. They weren't mm-hmm. brilliant chances, but we created some some really good chances. But we also defended set p our set pieces. Casey mm-hmm. said it again, and I'm I'm not going to quote Casey throughout this. Casey said we actually defended set pieces better, mm-hmm. and. I, the first half, I, I think, was it good enough? I, I, I'm humming and harring over it. I think it was all right in places, but it wasn't brilliant. Um, the, the chances we created, again, it's a conversation that we, we've had many times. We had some good chances, but mm-hmm. it was either blocked or off mm-hmm. target or 
uh, saved. It, you know, we never made the goalkeeper in the first half work enough. Um, and I think by Casey's standards, it was an improvement on what we've had, but it wasn't good enough to her standards still. So was it harsh? Yes and no. But I also think the first half, and it, it changed in the second half because Casey made, you know, a small tactical change and it worked. And that change made the second half the game it was for me. Anyway. So, yeah, in the first half, in the first half, you know, Lauren James, first shot, uh, her first shot was saved. Then you're right. Ella Toon shot blocked. James again shot blocked. Ella Toon again shot blocked. Kristen Press, 19th minute, off target. Zellum, off target. Lauren again, off target. Blocked. Lucy Stanforth, 39th minute, blocked. Yeah. Um, and, and so forth. You know, it, but, we've, but we've been talking all along about, you know, shoot the ball. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it just, you know, and I think they did that. You know, those, those chances were there. It's just, you know, I, I have, I don't have as much issue with balls being blocked because that means you're just shooting the ball and it gets blocked. Okay. You're shooting the ball though. You shoot, you know, you're trying to hit it on target. Now, if you're missing the target, you're hitting it over the bar or, you know, you're not even close. Uh, then that's a whole nother story. You could, you know, the goal of course is to get a goal, but if you're not going to get a goal at least make the goalkeeper work, as you said. Uh, yeah. And there wasn't as much of that, at least in the first half. Um, and so forth. I think one, I think the, the thing I took away from Casey's comment was if because she mentioned that this was the first half was not Champions League quality. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of in her quote. She kind of circled that as saying, this is not going to get it done if we're going to be a Champions League team, you know, as far as what her standard was. Yeah. And I think to some degree that, that that she was right. But I but how many teams, how many times has Arsenal and City and uh Chelsea, you know, sometimes run into first halves where they they struggled a little bit to yeah. get things moving uh, because of the, you know, the, because there was a low block they were facing or, or the defense they were facing. It was particularly organized. West Ham has everything to play for to try to not lose, yeah. which is essentially how they played um, because they're in, they're in a relegation battle. They're in, yeah. they're in the bottom of the, of the table, but it's a very close situation there. So, um, you know, kind of, I, I kind of give a little bit of credit to West Ham trying to just be solid on offense. So what was the, so what did you see as the tactical change going into the second half? So in, in the first half, Jackie was playing out wide on the right. Tooney was playing through the middle. And in the second half, they swapped. Mm-hmm. And Tooney went out on the right and Jackie went into the middle of the park. And I, I've, I've said it before, J- Jackie Gronin for me is our best player. I mean, we're starting to see the best of Kristen and we've seen how good Tobin is. But Jackie, this season for me, along with Honor, has been consistently one of our best players. And especially on that pitch, Jackie... That you know, you don't have to worry about the pitch having any lumps or bumps or divots or anything like that. True. You can you can pass the ball, and Jackie—that's what Jackie's best at. And you look at her movement; 
and Christensen's mm-hmm. movement for the second goal, mm-hmm. that goal is made by the movement and Jackie also playing in the middle of the park. And it was that small change in the very beginning of the second half that made the second half the way it was. It was Jackie having more of the ball in, in the position she likes the ball. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, a, I'm not going to use the words masterclass, but her passing in the second half mm-hmm. was outstanding. And yeah, and this and the statistic, bear, the stats bear out that that United dominated the midfield completely. Yeah, I mean they just dominated. Uh, you know, in terms of build up of play, passing, everything, they dominated it. Did West Ham allow that to to some degree? Mm, yes, but um, both Jackie Gronin, as you said, Ella Toon, both you know were heavily involved in the build up of play ella had 10 shot creating actions in the match and jackie had five but jackie had the ones that turned into goals you know she yeah. had jackie had the two goal creating actions as part of the build up of play um and so that was particularly obviously particularly significant uh overall so Lauren James gets that header at the 49th minute opens the scoring i think everybody breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> that finally they were on the board um but we i mean but other people probably was like yeah that goal was coming it just was gonna happen Who knew, you know it was coming um and then um you know six minutes later you know christian press gets the gets the second one um and at that point how'd y'all feel two nil um, uh, uh, minute. Two nil, there was um there was uh people in the watch along and mm-hmm. um at two nil I remember one of them saying, we need five goals now. We need to score another three. We need five. We need to score five. And I was like, I'm happy with two. Two's brilliant. Two and a clean sheet. Just, that's fine. But, and and I'm kind of, I was critical of this last week against Arsenal. And maybe not so much when West Ham went down to 10. Mm -hmm. I don't think we did enough after that to cause them problems. As I said earlier, Old Trafford is a massive, massive pitch. Running around with 11 is bad enough. Running with 10, I mean, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we did enough when they went down to 10. But we again, we created chances, shots, blocked or off target. And the one that springs out to mind, again, it was the um, Lucy Stan. She went through in the second half. Someone played... A, a brilliant ball through. I think it might have been Tooney. I can't remember. And she went through mm-hmm. and she hit a weak shot. And mm-hmm. it, at that point, it was, oh. Um, but as you sent me a message on, on Saturday night, a win's a win. 2-0, uh, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. It makes no difference. The point for me was we won. And, we, and the second half, it was... The, the the whole second half performance was kind of what I've been looking for mm-hmm. for a, for a couple of weeks, and you saw some of the confidence from of, of the players. I mean, Jackie was, in my opinion, by far the best player from United on the pitch, and uh, I think most people would probably agree. I thought Kristen was was brilliant as well. Her movement. 
you know, from left to right, back and forward. She was pushing their defenders. Was they were all really, really good, and we, we mm-hmm. the whole team played well. And we, you know, I said it last week. We've got five cup. Fi- we had five cup finals. We've won the first one. Yep. We've got the we've got the first three points. We now move on to the next game on Sunday. We need to get that game out of the way, and then hopefully get three points. Because you asked me a few weeks ago, where would I rather be? Arsenal or United, and I've said United because we've got the points already. Right. That hasn't changed, but we need to now concentrate on. We've got the West Ham game out of the way. We've got the um, Old Trafford debut out of the way. Right. And now we have to concentrate on Sunday against Brighton. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, going back to your point about you know when they were down to ten men. Uh, or 10 women uh, on the pitch for West Ham. At seven, and that was at the 77th minute. It took 12 minutes for United to get a shot mm-hmm. after going down, going yeah. up one, uh, one person. Um, that was, a, you know, I mean, on one hand, you could say, you know what, you see the game out, you got a two nil, you got a clean sheet. You're going to go probably going to walk away with a clean sheet, but all the shots were off target. Um, you know, as you mentioned, so the, wasn't a whole lot with it, but at the end of the day, uh, it's a two new win. And, and I'm like, wasn't perfect. Didn't need to be, uh, it did not need to be perfect. Um, and, but two nil is, you know, uh, two nil was what you needed. Yeah. And, you know, again, Casey was asked after the game, mm-hmm. did, the, did the clean sheet please you? And she said that at one point she thought we were trying to give them a goal. Um, <laughs> and um, the the clean sheet for me uh, was uh, yeah I've said it before clean sheets are in when you games but they also win your titles and and right. right now we are in we're not in a title fight I, I, you know I'm right. not going to sit here and go we're right. going to win the league we're not we're fighting for the Champions League and us keeping a clean sheet against West Ham could be the difference between us finishing third and finishing fourth. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, as, as you've said, and many to me, Arsenal's defence sometimes isn't the strongest and they will mm-hmm. might concede. Right. Whereas on our defence, and, and you've said it to, again, our defence is solid. So the difference between third and fourth right now could be something as simple as a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. As long as we win... Right. As long as, you know, if Arsenal slip up and we keep a clean sheet and win, then it, it's good for us. But the clean sheet for me was was a bigger, yes, the three points were great. I wanted the three points, but more importantly, we needed the three points. But the clean sheet helped as well because it just improved our goal difference, mm-hmm. you know, that little bit. Well, my, one of my favorite sayings, as you know, is everyone loves clean sheets. And if you, and if you don't give up any goals, you never lose. Yeah, you never absolutely. lose if you if you don't ever give up a goal. You never lose, um, and, and so you always come out with a result. You always get a, at least a point, uh, and that's gonna that may make the difference. Defense, I think, is you know, I, you know, I think defense, uh, defense wins you titles, yes, and it also qualifies you for Champions League too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've got uh, at the end, uh, and that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, you know, really at the end and in the back line, as we've said many, many times, and was the same to same on Saturday was the back line held true and they were solid and they did what they needed to do. 
um, you know, and held West Ham to only 0.6 expected goals, held the clean sheet. Um, you know, Mary is a, is a great goalie, but she didn't have yeah. all that much work to do uh, yeah. either. Um, and that's what you want your defense to do is to protect, uh, protect your goaltender. And that's what happened uh, in terms of defensively. Um, you know, you had, you know, uh, Ella Toon led the, led the team with successful pressures, getting the ball away from the, away from the opponents. Uh, you had, you know, let's see, tackles. Yeah. You know, didn't need to do with as much possession as United had. They didn't really need to do a whole lot of tackling, but they did an awful lot of pressure. And, and that's what is pretty much the hallmark of this team is just the amount of pressure. I mean, Ella Toon had eight successful pressures. Lucy Stanforth had six. Jackie had six. Um, Maria had five. Zellum had five. Lauren James had five herself as far as successful, successful pressures. Didn't need a whole lot of tackling. There's only four. Um, all of which were one. <laughs> all the tackles attempts were one. Uh, just not a whole lot of opportunities. And uh, United's XG in the match was 2.7, um, suggesting a little bit of a, a little bit of some wasted opportunities here and there. But at the end of the day, you know, two nil, move on to the next one. Absolutely. And who, who was your player of the match? Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> I don't know. About it. It's- <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. Just Jackie, her, yes. Her mm-hmm. second half performance was, it shows you, it, Jackie is a Man United fan. She said it in, a, in an interview, and for her to play at Old Trafford was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a great moment. It was a great moment for the whole team. But that pitch, it's like walking on a, on a carpet. And mm-hmm. with Jackie's passing, it was, it, would, it was built for her on Saturday. And her second half performance was outstanding. Her passing, the, the way she runs and, and tracks back and gets the ball. And on, on the first half when she was stuck out on the on the wing, I don't think we saw it as much. But like I said, that slight tactical change of moving Tooney out to the right and bringing Jackie in, it changed the complete game. Right, and mm-hmm. I think we we did a poll on on the BA Twitter account, and mm-hmm. Jackie was in there, Kristen was in there, Maria Thoris was in there, and I think maybe Honor. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know Jackie won it seventy odd percent, and everyone said it's the easiest decision this season of Jackie. It was she was she was brilliant. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I would probably, I would most definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, overall, just basically commanding that midfield and control, essentially controlling the match. I mean, she really did. Yeah, she did, and, and I think for, for me, she kind of in the second half, you know, she kind of had a free role. She could go wherever mm-hmm. she really wanted to to pick up the ball and influence the game, and she did. She influenced the game from the beginning of the second half. So, since Arsenal has not played that game in hand yet, United yeah. still sitting third. Yeah. Still sitting third with that three-point margin uh, ahead. So, the next is coming up is Brighton away on yeah. Sunday. So, plenty yeah. of rest. Yeah. Plenty of rest between the two. 
what's your what are your initial thoughts on Brighton? What do you expect? Um, being completely one hundred percent honest with you, this is the game I'm dreading more than any other game we've got in the last four. Okay. Um, Brighton have up until yesterday they've been on a really good run of form. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've won. They've won most. Yesterday they lost five 0 to Everton, um, and we we struggled against them last season away. We, mm-hmm. we got um, we scored very early on. I think it was thirty odd seconds. I think we scored, and then mm-hmm. they equalised, and it ended up being a one all draw. Um, it's going to be a very very tough game. There's, there's absolutely no head nor tail about it. It's going to be. The, for me, it's the as I said, it's the game I'm I've, I looked at, and it's the game I'm, I'm going. That's if we can get anything from that game, great. Um, it's a tough one, and I think most of the BA people that were in the watch along mm-hmm. on Saturday, they said the same. They said West Ham is West Ham, Brighton is a completely different kettle of fish, and yeah, it's the game I'm, I'm in the running. To the end of the season, I'm dreading the most. Well, I mean, Brighton, last four out of five games, they have won. Uh, You take out what happened on what happened yesterday, a five nil against Everton, who still to me is the scary team of the four. But I get what you're saying. This is the team that beat Chelsea at Chelsea. Yeah. Right. This is the team that won two to one. They followed that up with one nil against West Ham. They followed it up again with two nil against Tottenham. They followed up with another clean sheet against Aston Villa two nil. So what what is about Brighton are you most concerned about? Their ability to defend, their offensive capacity? What's your main concern? Brighton are one of those established WSL teams. They've been, they've been mm-hmm. for a while. Their manager in, in Hope Powell is a very, very, very good manager. Mm-hmm. And she's also a good friend of Casey's. Mm-hmm. And I think when we've played Brighton away, we beat them in in the FA Cup in our first season there, um, and then in the league uh, when we've played them at home, we beat we've obviously beaten them, but we've struggled with them away from home. And, and like I said last season, we we drew one all. I think Hope Powell she she has a very tight tight ship, and I think mm-hmm. she she's. I think they'll they'll be very defensive again against us, but the pitch will play a factor in it. You're going from playing at Old Trafford down to uh, the, the the pensions people ground in Crawley, and it's a small pitch. It's not as wide as you think it is, and um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. And I think Hope will probably set up defensively. Well, I know that Hope is one of the one of the top coaches in the league. Yeah. And she gets a lot of respect, yeah. and, you know, all over um, for being able to uh, do a lot of things uh, with not the great amount of resources having of being available. Yeah. And, uh, and the respect that, you, you know, as a club, as mm-hmm. a United club, we're new, but as fans, some of us are new to the women's game. Mm-hmm. And when they played down in Crawley for the FA Cup game in beginning of 2019, most of the United, but most of the BA, they had a photograph taken with Hope Powell. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know, it's all, you know, I wouldn't go up to, I don't know, uh, Jurgen Klopp and have my photograph taken with him. 
because he's right. an opposition manager. <laughs> right, but, right. But Hope Powell has that respect, and you know the, the mm-hmm. people that were down at Crawley, they jumped out of the minibus that we that they were in mm-hmm. to have a photograph with Hope Powell, and that's mm-hmm. the respect she's got in the game, and you don't see that very often. No, and, no, that um, seems unheard of to me. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, it though, but it seems unheard of. You know, <laughs> I, I I wasn't at that game. Right. My, my wife was there, and they mm-hmm. they were all in the minibus, and they saw Hope, and they all jumped out of this minibus. And they have a photograph with, with Hope Powell and mm-hmm. the Barmy Army flag that we take up to most places. And but it's the wow. respect, it's the respect yeah. that she she has. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, she's well thought of as well. And you know, I I, th- I think she's she's a great manager. Mm-hmm. Hopefully on on Sunday she won't be that great. She might make a few tactical mistakes, but um I have a lot of respect for her. Manchester United played them the first the first match uh, that they played at. I mean, it was uh, you know it was at home uh, for United. It was a three it was a three nil uh, win for United, but that was early in the season when Brighton were really struggling at the start, yeah. uh, and they've really had a massive change of run of form. Obviously, uh, that was you know triggered um, you know from, was triggered by that Chelsea. Uh, result I think kind of got them moving and you know, got them moving because yeah. the game before they played against Chelsea they lost to Bristol three to nil yeah. uh, and then after that it was like a complete changeover for it. so yeah um, you know Brighton I think at this point to be honest Mark I would if I were uh, you know I would be worried about everybody at this point because everyone has something to play for and everyone is trying to, you know, kind of gear things up for the end, end of the season when you're playing against teams that are in a relegation battle uh, or, you know, are struggling to try to get out of the bottom or they're struggling to get closer to the top and so forth. Everyone's got to, you know, and some play, some teams want to play giant killer and they some teams want to play spoiler and Brighton may be that spoiler team that, that um, you know, folks may be ultimately concerned about yeah and, and brighton in their own right that you know as you said you know they, they didn't have the greatest start this season mm-hmm. but they built up the momentum and you know you look at you know last season we beat them you know we beat them 3-0 at home this season we beat them 4-0 at home last season but then you go and look at what you know we drew with them away mm-hmm. at one all and playing at lsv and when i said before about the pitch the pitches do come into contention. You do have to consider Absolutely. the, pitch, the mm-hmm. pitch you're playing on. And on Saturday, we played on what I call the carpet surface at Old Trafford. LSV, mm-hmm. their surface isn't that far off United's mm-hmm. Old Trafford pitch. But you take that to go down to the, the people pensions in Crawley, and it's completely different. There's a, There may be a few divots. There might be a few bumps. There might be, mm-hmm. you know, and all those things will go into the game plan. You know, Brighton will be used to playing on that pitch. Mm-hmm. United won't be. And it's small things like that that could come into contention. But in saying that, we've beaten them there, there in the FA Cup. We've dreamed mm-hmm. with them last season. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be afraid of going there. And I don't think we would be afraid of going there. I think we'll go there with a definite game plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say there'll be changes because I said that last week and there wasn't that many. Mm-hmm. I think Casey will pick the team that she believes will beat that Brighton team. Mm-hmm. So, scoreline, what's your prediction? Ooh. 
I think we'll win. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to go another 2 now. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think, you know, I'm trying to weigh between, I think United will win, but I, I think that I want to, I think Brighton is going to have a point to prove a little bit. I think it's going to be one. It's going to be really tight. Uh, it it, it kind of reminds me of the of how I see this match playing out. I see it kind of very similar to the Tottenham match that United play, where they kind of just grinded it out a one nil at the end uh, and so forth. But it'll be very important. But I do not expect. Um, I don't expect any. I don't expect them to score though. I, I do not. So I think it's going to be a one nil in, in my estimation. Yeah. I think like like a. Most people are saying it's going to be a tough game. Yep. Um, Casey said it on on Saturday. I feel like I've been quoting Casey throughout this this podcast, but she said we had five cup finals. We've won the first one. We've now got four, but more importantly, we've got twelve points to play for. Yep. And if we can get twelve points, who knows what's going to happen? Um, mm -hmm. Whether it means we finish third or we, we even finish fourth, um, I I will be happy. Obviously, I'll be ecstatic if we finish third. Mm -hmm. If we finish fourth, but on the same number of points as Arsenal, is that a good season? For me, it is. For most women, you know, United women fans, it probably won't be because of where we were. Mm. But yeah, we've got to... All mm -hmm. we can do is win each game in front of us. And it starts mm -hmm. on Sunday with a very tough game. Yeah, I think some, you know, and that's where it gets really interesting because, you know, it, there are some fans that, that, you know, say, well, the goal is the Champions League. We need to qualify for the Champions League and nothing else, nothing else matters. And then there are some that will, that are going to feel that, you know, that did the team, as long as the team seemed to make progress yeah. between one year to the next, uh, then that's what matters. Uh, the most. And I think there, yeah, I think you're right. There are two camps from what I can see on social media uh, and so forth. There are two camps that kind of play itself out in each, after each match, you know, uh, there were some two who honestly, like you kind of pointed out earlier, they were like, mm, we should have done better against West Ham. We should have done yeah. better. We should have, we, we should have gotten four against them. Uh, and then some folks like yourself are like, Hey, we got three points, you know, two nil. We got three points. We got a clean sheet. Let's keep it moving. And then I think from the standpoint of the result at the end of the year, there are going to be some people, I think like yourself, and I think it's a more rational objective viewpoint to say, if we made progress, that's good enough for us. If we keep moving forward and then some are going to be like, nah, we, the goal was third. We should have gotten third. We were, we were at first place at one point. <laughs> so yeah, there's no, two different absolutely. camps. Um, and, and you, you know, all you you know, you look at last season's league table. And mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not a stats guy. You know, last season we finished 13 points mm -hmm. behind Arsenal. 13. We were closer to fourth. We were closer to fifth than we were yes. third. Right. And if, for me, if you mm -hmm. close that gap to third, you're making progression. You're not going mm -hmm. to from fourth to sixth. Right. You're making a natural progression. And for, for me, mm -hmm. you if you finish third, you know, great. If you finish fourth, but level on points, that's clearly progression because you're not your 13 points behind. Last right. season, most United fans that I know mm -hmm. were saying fourth's great. But mm -hmm. in hindsight, 
because the season was curtailed, we kind of got lucky because we don't know what would have happened if we would have lost the next couple of games. We could have been sixth or seventh. Mm, and, sure. then you, and then, mm. you know, because of where we were, we were never going to catch third. This mm. season, we've been in a great position all season. And in, in, from January, it's kind of dropped off a little bit. And again, you know, the, the management have said that themselves. Of, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. But a natural progression is to get better, not get worse. And finishing closer to third or third is a progression. And for me, you want to see that progression year in, year out. And um, the, the Chelsea manager, she's come out in an interview recently. She said it's taking her nine years to get this team she now has. Mm-hmm. Casey's only been in, in management for three. Right. And, and now we're all, everyone's, you know, some United fans out there expecting us to go and win the Champions League now. It's just not, as great as it would be, it's just not, it's so far down the line. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. And Casey said it after Arsenal, we are a year ahead of where she thinks we should be. And for me, if we don't qualify, yeah, I'll be upset. Yeah, there'll be people who will be upset. But mm-hmm. we'll be better than we were last season because of the natural progression we will get. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Um, you, you know, I mean, people's fans' expectations can get a little unrealistic, and that's yeah. being very uh, kind. Uh and, you know, I, I mean, you want, I mean, obviously you want supporters to be optimistic. You want supporters to be, want the best for the team or the club that they support, all of those things. But, you know, but, you know, I'm like, please be objective about it. You know, let's be objective and look at like the whole picture and look at what has been accomplished versus what hasn't been accomplished. Um, and it is completely unrealistic. If you've watched any of the quarterfinals, of the Champions League, you, you would know objectively, if you looked at it objectively, and I know fans can be very subjective, but if you looked at it objectively, there's United is not even close to that level yet. Yeah. Now, does that mean they does that mean they won't be? Mm, no, but not now. Yeah. And I now hopefully maybe a couple of years, yeah. maybe. And, and I completely 100% agree with you. I think what Casey's doing and I've said it to you before, is she's building a team. She's building a team not for this season now, because we're coming to the end of it. She's building this team for the next season, and then the season after that, and then the season after that. Mm-hmm. If we don't get Champions League this season, mm-hmm. will Casey be upset? Probably, because of the position Probably. we've been in. Mm-hmm. And I said it last week, that you can pinpoint it back to that Reading game at, mm-hmm. at Lee. That's mm-hmm. the game. You can, all, you, know, you can underline it and go, that's where we lost third. But finishing fourth level on points, if everything goes according to plan, it's a great season for United. It Mm -hmm. really is because of the natural progression. We've closed the gap to the top big three teams in our first full season in the WSL. If that's not progression, I I really don't know what is. We're not going to win the Champions League in our first go. We're not, because we haven't got, no disrespect to the players, the players aren't there, aren't there for that. Aren't right. there. You, we, you know, Casey will have to bring in the likes of, I don't know, some of the biggest women, female players in the world and hope they all gel at the same time to, to get to that point. But we're not there. 
Mm-hmm. We're just concentrating on finishing the league, qualifying maybe for the Champions League, we don't know, and then building and going forward from there. This isn't a... I think Casey summed it herself. This, you know... This is a project. It's not, you know, she's working for, on, a, on a project to get to, the, you know, the Holy Grail. And, you know, uh, it, it's, I know it is hard for, it is hard for supporters overall in mass to be completely objective, uh, but the evidence all is there. Um, you know, and, and I guess we can look at it at the end of the season to see how the season ended um, and so forth. If things completely fall apart, that's one thing, but I don't really expect that. Um, but yeah, I mean, to look at it objectively, there has been progress so far. And I think that, you know, um, to have unrealistic expectations, you know, for this season, you know, it is, you know, is uh, a bit much. Um, so I would agree with that. Um, I think there has been definite progression on all fronts. Um, you know, are they, you know, and depending on what happens during the summer, you know, can they challenge for the top two next season with the, the personnel that's there now? Probably not, but <laughs> that doesn't mean it can't happen. and doesn't mean we get, there's so many moving parts that could potentially occur. So, but it's been a lot of progress this season. And, and I would hate for people to look at the season and say there hasn't been, because I'm not sure that the evidence supports that uh, just because you didn't make the big goal doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't something to cheer for and celebrate at the end. Um, and so forth. But we'll have many more discussions about that as we get closer yeah. to the end of the season. So, Mark, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for being here. A lot of great insights, as always. I really appreciate your time and your energy and your insights and effort and so forth. So, we are closing out our session for the first part of the day here at England is Burning for a Monday. Later on this afternoon, at least on my side of the world, we will have Emma from the Man City Women Fancast to talk about Champions League, talking about Champions League, talk about what happened last week against Barcelona in Italy, talk about what happened over the weekend uh, with uh, with Reading, another scary team to play against. Um, and we will be seeing you down the line for that. And then tomorrow, hopefully we'll have that Arsenal weekly feature coming up tomorrow to talk about how the Gunners are feeling at this point. So in closing, remember everybody that the light is out there. Please acknowledge it. Please know that it's there. Also acknowledge, unfortunately, I know it's happened to me personally, even recently, that we have recognized that the darkness is out there as well. Please do not let the darkness hug you under any circumstances, but if it does, please get help for yourself, support yourself, take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, take care of each other. And England is burning is done for at least this part of the day. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you later on today.